Welcome to Women Who Kill You Guys. This is Kai. Our guest today, uh, actor and director, Luciana Falhaber. Hi, everybody. Uh, now, you, before we get into it, um, you just wrapped a horror film. Am I, am I correct? Yes. Um, I directed a film that got released in May. Uh-huh. Um, and I just finished uh, shooting a horror that I was part of called Pathosis, which is really exciting. It'll be coming out later this year. Oh, okay. What's it about? Um, it's about a young woman who is struggling between uh, reality and delusion. Okay. Uh, so we spend a lot of the time for this film trying to figure it out if things are really happening or if she's imagining them. Nice. Today, we're going to be talking about Catherine Knight, the first Australian serial killer, lady serial killer, to receive a life sentence without parole. That's right. They call her the Australian Hannibal Lecter. She was born in uh, October 24th, 1955, which uh, what I like to do sometimes when I can remember to do it is, is see how well uh, someone's astrology sign vibes with their psych- psychosis. <laughs> uh, what is, are, are you into astrology at all? You know, I'm not. What's October 24th? Let's find this real quick. And it's so funny because it, obviously in LA, a lot of people ask me that question. <laughs> uh-huh. I just assume that all actors are into horoscopes. <laughs> That is definitely a, a very accurate stereotype. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Scorpio. Ooh. Everyone knows Scorpios are crazy. Okay, Scorpios are known for being um, calm, passionate, and ambitious, which those things make sense. Yeah, I um, definitely say she was passionate. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so when she was growing up, she lived in a very chaotic household? Yeah, reportedly so. Like, her parents kind of met through work and they were married to other people so it was kind of a scandal in the small town where they lived uh-huh. when they came together it was kind of the talk of the town and they were outcasts a little bit when her mom left to shack up with this dude from work who she was she was hooking up with um two <laughs> kids stayed with dad right and then the the two youngest uh went to live with their aunt Right. In Sydney. And Catherine was actually, she was a twin, born to her mother and the mo- the guy who her mom cheated yes, on her dad with. Yes, the second marriage. Yes, yeah. she, she and her twin sister were a product of that marriage, which she was reportedly a very uh, abusive relationship. Um, for the writings and everything that's available online, just reports that she was abused mm-hmm. and raped, not just her mother, but also Catherine. So Catherine says that her dad never abused her, but other male members of the family did. And apparently uh, her dad would sexually assault her mom like up to 10 times a day, her mom said. Yeah, it was it was a lot. And it wasn't it was sexual abuse and physical abuse. Yeah, he was an alcoholic. It was he was an alcoholic. It was in front of all the kids. And Uh her mother, since an early age, told her kids to hate men of how awful they were. But also that abuse was normal. Well, it's institutionalized. Once you grow up in that sense of a household, you just assume that's normal. And that really reflects within Catherine's whole life as we are continue to describe her uh, upbringing and her childhood into adulthood. Her first husband really reported that she was very aggressive and tried to choke him on their first marital bed when they got married because he didn't uh, perform six times a night as her mother said that her father did. Right. So, you know, that stuck with her. So yeah, her first husband, they had sex three times on their wedding night, which that's, that's excessive. Come on. Well, but her first husband was young. They were, they were like 25, maybe. 
Yeah, because that was when she had her first two kids. Right. So her first husband, she was very young. She quit school at 15 and started working and met him uh-huh. at that first job. So they were still teenagers. I okay. Think she might have been 18 when they had their first kid. So they had sex kid. three times and then he fell asleep and then woke up to her choking him? Yeah, she was very angry. She wanted more. <laughs> hey, I don't blame her. I totally understand the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> the, f- the crazy thing is, is uh, we'll get to how she actually murdered later, but it makes a lot of sense because when she was 15, she dropped out of school. She went to work. Her first job was a garment cutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. We'll get to that later. Her second job... Which, what she called her dream job, right, was a butcher. Well, but remember, she comes from a, a family of butchers. Both mm-hmm. her mom and dad worked at that that uh, slaughterhouse, right. When she later on, you know, got to work there as well. So that that was what to strive for in that small town that she lived in. Mm-hmm. So that made a lot of sense for the type of person she was. True. Although I, I read a lot that she was abusive to dogs. She actually claimed to dislike dogs. And I really, that, you know, okay, she murdered some people, but the dog thing really upset me. Well, it was a tell, <laughs> it's a tell also. Right, abusing animals. But she reportedly said that she would hit dogs and like Just for kill fun? them because she said she hated dogs particularly. Huh. Isn't that weird? I do remember also um, she was... There was no in-between. She was either a perfect student or she was a nightmare um, bullying people and just being an overall psychopath. Um, Which makes sense. (laughs) mm -hmm. Now, her first, the first guy she ever married, well, let's take a step back. Uh, Catherine Knight was uh, very into Johns and Davids. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe that's a religious thing. Maybe. Because uh, her first, the first abusive relationship she had was uh, David Kellett. And she met him in 1973. His love at first sight. She, he was the first man she ever abused. Uh, <laughs> what an honor. Yeah. <laughs> so they worked together at the slaughterhouse. That's right. They got married a year later. And he was the guy who she tried to strangle. On their wedding night, her mom, well, first of all, they showed up drunk on a motorcycle. That's how they got to the the ceremony. (laughs) Well, her mom pulls him aside and is like, uh, let me tell you about this crazy bitch. Don't fuck with her. She will kill you. She's got a screw loose. She will kill you if you rub her the wrong way. Yeah. Her mom warned her groom on their wedding day. But he also wasn't someone who was very faithful. Like he talks about that, too. I mean, they Why were, would he be? I mean, they were young. <laughs> I mean, he would be because they were in love, and that's the point of being together, um, hopefully. But at the same time, I mean, being 18 and 19 and looking into marriage, that's definitely young. And then when you hear your soon-to-be mother-in-law telling you, careful, because my mm-hmm. daughter is a little psycho. Mm-hmm. I mean, what that makes me think what made him want to go forward with the wedding. Yeah. Maybe he was a brave man. Maybe she she chose men who... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to victim blame, even though um, men kind of kind sure. of deserve it at, at this point. A turnabout's fair play. Come on, it's been <laughs> enough. It's been long enough, guys. You got to know what it's like to be victim blamed. But I mean, yeah, maybe that was his thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, definitely. You know, we all have patterns yeah. of the people that we date. She not only by name but by type, and I'm sure she seeked out these kind of men 
who she could overpower, mm -hmm. you know? And I heard also from all the stuff that I was able to read and watch that she was known to be very good at sex. And that's how she seduced all her mates was with her sexual powers. Isn't now, that the stereotype of like the, the quote unquote like crazy woman? You listen, always have people whatever are like she's crazy doing, women. I would like to know, okay? <laughs> I would like some tips because, wow. Um, they put up with a lot. A lot. I mean, this guy was literally choked when they first got married after being warned by his mother-in-law and still stayed married for what, another six years? A long Two time. later, yeah. Ten years, crazy. actually. Wow, that is a long time. Um, after being fully warned, uh -huh. men these days are weak. These <laughs> days, they get nice women. They still can't make it that long. So she actually, she had a kid with David, um, with the first David. She tried to kill the kid. That's right. Once he f left the first time. He ran off the first time because right. he was tired of her being uh, abusive. Um, I mean, who can blame her? Yeah. After two years, he put up with it for two years. He left. She took the kid. She puts the kid on the railroad tracks. And then goes home. Yeah. She, uh, well, she actually um, finds a woman who she believes knows him, takes her hostage, and is like, you need to take me to David. Wow. And the woman got away. The cops got involved. Uh, when the woman got away, she she grabs a, a kid off the street and is like, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. Uh, she went into the, the mental hospital. Ward. Yeah, that's right. That was her first visit to the psych ward. Mm -hmm. And so then they, they got back, back together yeah, <laughs> two years he, later. This is what I'm saying. She has some special skills, okay? <laughs> because if the guy goes through all of that uh -huh. and still comes back. And there's a whole section, too, about how his mom, like, award and like told him about what was happening and then he came back and he was already married like not basically married but living with somebody else right and he dumped that chick yeah and came back to stay with her and his kid and then they had a second kid oh the baby survived by the way they they got the baby uh, a man uh, who just happened to be passing by rescued the baby off the railroad tracks right before the train came my god i wonder why these kids are like these days yeah <laughs> so so yeah they got back together a couple years later and then had another kid um, right. In 1980, so that would be 74, 76, four years after they got back together, they had another kid. And then two years after that, she left him. That's right. She ended up, she ends up cheating on him. With uh, John. The guy who ends up dying. No, it's a, there was one before him. There was a third guy. Right. There were there were two Johns and there were two <laughs> Davids. <laughs> this is so confusing. Yeah. So after David saw, after, um, I believe after David Kellett, she moved on to um, David Saunders. She moved on to another David. Um, <laughs> That's just funny to me. Yeah. This <laughs> man. It's easier to keep it all straight, you know. Right? I, I feel like. I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Australia, but I'm pretty sure that everyone isn't named David or John. Like, I don't know. At this point, I'm questioning it. I think it's very possible that this small town uh -huh. only had David, Johns, and like maybe like one more. Like, like a Matthew. I don't know. Maybe like I was going to say thing. Matt. You read yeah. my mind. Yeah. Or like a Matt or something. Uh -huh. So uh, the next David, um, she killed his dog. That's right. That was part of the reports of she was saying how much she hated dogs. So she she killed his dog. That's right. To show him what would happen if uh, if he ever cheated on her. And she had a thing about people being late. If men were late, true, she would lose her shit. Maybe that's a Scorpio thing. 
You think so? It's Guys, beware. You know, I'll, walk, I'll go walk away from all Scorpio. <laughs> uh, but there was this um, report that what she hit her first her, her first husband mm-hmm. with a uh, skillet across the head. Two of them, actually. Because they were late. Uh-huh. And one of them with a, a hot ironing, like, like clothing iron, uh-huh. across his face, too. When he had, like, marks on his face. All just for being late, for telling her that he was coming home soon and then showing up hours later. Right. Cast iron skillets are useful for so much. You could cook anything in them. And mm-hmm. yes, they also double as a weapon. Uh, They're pretty heavy. Only use them for self-defense, you guys. Don't go around knocking people out with skillets. Um, so David, uh, she killed his dog. She also stabbed him. He was um, uh, the yeah. first guy who she stabbed, but he didn't die. And after after that, she moved on to uh, John Chillingworth. The victim. Uh, no. Oh this was God, the first John. <laughs> this was the first John who who was a coworker of hers. Right, the one that she cheated with was very short lived, mm-hmm. um, which surprises me. I don't. I mean, in her psyche, what would have driven her to do that? She really wasn't. I mean, she had a thing about cheating and men cheating and men being late. So for her to step out like that was interesting, mm-hmm. even though her mom stepped out with her dad. Right. So maybe to her that was acceptable. Yeah, she had her. It's it's crazy that she actually. I mean, I guess they. I don't believe they ever got married. They were just sort of common law partners, mm-hmm. um, her her parents. But she still ended up taking her dad's name. Yeah, that because she was a knight. Is interesting. Yeah, even though he was a psychopath. And her sister, her twin sister, is reportedly very normal. Uh huh. As well. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> lucky her, I guess. Lucky first. Lucky Catherine they weren't identical one. twins, right? I know. Oh, that would be that would be the worst. That's a movie right there. The identical twins. twins and one is a murder? <laughs> yeah, the killer twins. And then um, they keep like, you don't know who the killer is because they look the same. <laughs> someone's going to have to get glasses at some point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her, her marriage with the first John was pretty short-lived because she cheated on John C. with John P. Uh, now this is like The Bachelor here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um John Price was a minor uh not to be confused with a minor. He was over the age of 18. He was a man who worked in a mine. They have those. They had those <laughs> back only then. in Australia these days. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so John at the time that they met, John P had three kids. Right. Um at this point in time, by the way, when when they uh moved in together, Catherine's house Catherine had a, a knack for uh, interior design, and by knack, I mean she was a psychopath, and how did anyone not see this? <laughs> Apparently, her house was, uh, was decorated with, like, pitchforks and, like, knives. She had some uh, gardening tools that were sharp that also hang from the ceiling. Uh, animal traps. Animal traps, animal carcasses. Skin, skulls. That she skinned herself. There was a, a, I mean, I think it was one of John's daughters that described looking at that room and being a little bit scared. Yeah, also, a little bit. A little bit. Even also, the ceilings. Yes, she used to sleep on any bed she's ever slept in with the knives hanging from the ceiling, her butcher knives. <laughs> and when people ask her why, she'd say, because well, I don't know, I might wake up and need them. And no one was a, like, no man who ever shared her bed was ever like, 
Oh, that's a red flag. Or even like, what if they just fall while I'm asleep? Like yeah. that's a hazard on its own <laughs> beyond the fact that she'd turn out to like wake up, grab one and kill someone. <laughs> but like, what if they just naturally fell? Cause the hook wasn't a, you know, I don't know. That is also a possibility. Uh-huh. And if it was me. Yeah. I'm I'd sure it like, wasn't earthquake friendly. If I go to like a bumble date and I see that. And Knives hanging on the wall. A hundred percent walking away within uh-huh. the first five seconds. Even if it's a guy who's uh you know these white guys who are who are into Japan, <laughs> yeah. and they've got like samurai swords on the walls. Right. Even if it's in so a display cool. case, it's still a red flag. Yeah, I still. I mean, maybe when we when we were younger, I would think that was interesting. At this point, <laughs> if I see even the guns thing, you know, uh-huh. like I don't, I'm not a gun supporter. Like even if I was in someone's home that had a gun with a license properly, you know. I would want to make sure that, that shit me was locked up. Yeah. Even then, I don't know if I would. I mean, if you don't see it, if it's in like a safe or something. Yeah, but that wouldn't have stopped Catherine to go grab it and stab someone. True. What would stop a guy to go when I'm asleep and grab that gun and come back at me? I don't know. Well, you'd hear the 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 click. Well, what if it's a big house? Trying to open the safe. I think he's making me breakfast. In reality, he's going to fetch his gun. Because I was late for five minutes. You never know. People be crazy. So, yeah, so she was, uh, man, I want to see pictures of that house. Um, I feel like maybe if she were alive today, she she could have just had an Etsy store and she would have sold curiosities and oddities and uh, made a lot of money instead of just uh, hanging weird shit up on her walls for no one to appreciate. But, you know, considering her aggressive level and how that was reported so constantly throughout her life. Mm hmm. I always think of what made her snap that night Mm -hmm. because she had so many opportunities to kill and she didn't. And I don't think it's because she wasn't able to. I really think it's because she chose not to. I think that her her violence um, increased in frequency and intensity with the length of each relationship. Right. The first John got lucky because he knocked her up and then she left him. Um, And he was literally the first John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David went through a lot because um, the first David went through a lot because they were together for so long. Right. The second David, they weren't together for very long, but he still got stabbed. But the first David also, you know, giving him props because they were so young that at that point in their lives, like you don't know if if the person is really crazy. If it's just a face. Or if it's just a face. Uh-huh. Say <laughs> that she told him, I don't get along with my mom. My mom was never good to me. Uh-huh. And then his, her mom says, my daughter's a psycho. You're going to be like, oh yeah, they just in a riff. You know, she mm-hmm. warned me about this. You don't think her mother probably is right because she raised her. You know what I mean? You think... True, because parents can be dramatic. Exactly. And when you're young and you bond and that sense of needing your own freedom and like breaking free from your parents, like you have this need to separate. And I think that's where they were. So for the first David, I totally hear him. Now, I don't know why when after she put his daughter on... On the railroad tracks. On the railroad tracks, he came back. And then she went to the, to the loony bin and then he still had another kid with her. I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, he had a, he had a, he had plenty of chances to cut his losses. Now he's lucky he wasn't the one who ended up dead. Who ended up dead? Like thinking about all of this. Now that right. I think about this, you know, he did throw her right before they split a birthday party. 
Oh yeah. And she loved it. She was there was pictures of it online. Like she report, reportedly felt so important that he threw that she was dressed in. Was like, it a cake in the shape of a knife? It wasn't. <laughs> Only this was a Shakespearean play. <laughs> but he uh, he threw this surprise party to her, and she felt so special and so loved that all the relatives reported that was the only time they actually really saw her smile and laugh. And there's pictures of them, like, being cuties, and, like, she's kissing him, and they reported how how odd it was that her behavior for the first time was so loving. Was it the only birthday party anyone ever threw her? That's a good question. Maybe that was all she needed in her life to keep from becoming a raging psychopath? More birthday parties and people showing up on time. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot to ask. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just giving her, like, you know... I mean, she's not that wrong. I also want birthday parties and people not to be late. So Mm -hmm. I get it. (laughs) Wouldn't murder anyone over it. But hey, it's definitely annoying. So that's something to think about. Maybe she never had anyone, especially as a twin. There's two of them. Like Mm. take that special her time. Especially because she was probably the, she was the shit twin. She was the, she was like the The bad twin. So of course her her other twin probably got shown all of the, uh, the maternal love. Yeah, I mean, by 15, when she dropped out of school, she still couldn't read or write. Mm -hmm. So she just got by. That was her MO. So she definitely was the shit twin. Yeah, and like uh, a lot of times with these stories, um, it's common for the woman to not be able to read or write, uh, especially since a lot of them took place um, that we've done so far have taken place in like the 1800s, 1700s, when it just wasn't common for anyone to know how to read or write. But this is like the 70s. In Australia, like yeah. it wasn't um a long time ago. I think definitely, you know, which brings us to this discussion of this country of education and mind control, right? If you can't read and you can't control your content, you have to believe whatever people tell you. Mm-hmm. If you can't write, now you can't express your own feelings, right? So somebody else is telling you, like, or telling other people what's your truth. So it really comes with control. So if somebody in a, in a culture where other people could read and write, oh, true. I'm sure that was very frustrating for her in the fact that she couldn't partake in the culture and she couldn't properly express herself. And it's interesting at the same time she found video cameras right which was rare at the time mm-hmm. but she somehow in, in where they were but it's reported that she had a lot of videos from the time and from her kids so maybe that was the way that she found to home movies home movies Ooh. yeah the day that she killed him she actually went to her house and spoke to every single one of her kids she made a documentary and made videos with them about what was about to happen oh my god and they used that against her in court saying that it was premeditated based on those videos so uh-huh. they had proof that like she really was intending to do some some harm oh wow yeah so it's interesting because that i think was her way to document the things that she wanted to express okay so that was uh, John. So John Price was uh, was the final John. Um, well, they were having an affair, and he had three kids, and then uh, the marriage ended during that time. But eighty eight is when his marriage officially ended. Catherine uh, moved in with him. Well, technically, he he didn't want her to live with him. Mm-hmm. So technically, she stayed as as long as she wanted or she stayed over but she still had her own house uh-huh. that was part of why the why the riff of this whole thing started is because she wanted to marry him and he said no and then she found out that he was because he knew about her reputation i mean i'm assuming i'm hoping for his sake but we all know how that turned out <laughs> um but then um 
she found out reading his will that he was living everything that he had to his kids and his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. So she kind of lost her shit over that. And he's like, I don't care. I'm not marrying you and I'm not putting you on the will. So what he ended up doing was she said, fine, give me $10,000 and I'll walk away. And he said, no. So that's kind of how this escalation of violence started. Well, was that before or after she got him fired? That was was during that time. Okay. That was, so after she says no and he refuses to put to give her the money, that's when she tries to get him fired. Okay. Yeah, she basically blackmailed him. He had... It, I wouldn't even call it stealing because they had thrown it away. Um, his right. his job had thrown away a bunch of uh, these Expired medical kits. medical kits. Yeah. Um, which I'm assuming, I don't know, first aid kits, something of the sort. So she uh, she documented it. Uh, with a video camera. With videotapes. Yeah. And sent it to his employer. Claiming that he was stealing from work and he should be fired. Now, he didn't steal, but he did got fired. Yeah, he'd been there for 17 years. Yeah. That was his entire life. And he was a construction worker. And they, they reported that he liked to drink a lot, too. But he also always showed up to work on time, mm-hmm. so or even early. I feel like alcoholics and, and Catherine were a good match. I mean, again, it's the example she had from growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, her dad was an alcoholic. All the men around them probably were, too, and they all were very abusive. So she didn't know the difference between normal and abusive. So uh, he kicked her out once she got him fired. And... A few months later, they got back right. together. So that he kicked her out, and his friends are like, "Bro, you were do right. not get her back. If you get her back, we're not friends anymore." Yeah, he still took her back. Yeah, she must have been sending sending uh, some special videotapes. You I'm know what telling I mean? you, I want to know what she knows because <laughs> that chick, she is turning some tricks that none of us know about. Come on, she's like, I can't read, but I made you this tape. I will tell you this. She almost killed him. I swear to God, if she had lived, he would have gone back together with her. Yeah. Like, what the hell was going on? Yeah. There? That was crazy. So they, all his friends actually stopped seeing him and dropped him because mm-hmm. she uh, was back in his life. And they told him, like, I do not want to be your friend if you're going to go back to her. So he had to change the local bar that he was drinking at. There's only, like, two in town, like, the number one and the other one. Yeah. And he had to go to the other one because none of his friends actually wanted his company anymore since she was such a psycho. And that says a lot because um, the way that male, like, heterosexual male friendships work. I know. Guys will put up with anything and still stay friends with their bros. Like, they could be the worst people on earth, and it'll be like, well, I've known him since we were in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. It's so what he killed some people. I can't not be friends with him. Like It has to be a lot to break that kind of straight male bond. Mm-hmm. It does take a lot. So I 100% agree with you, especially in a small town when he's been working and living there for 17 years. It's Mm -hmm. not like he can go get new friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like There's only that limited amount of people. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you, never get in between a man and his friends. And she did. And she still took him back. So that's what I'm saying. And the night she killed him, she bought a black nightie. Then she had sex with him, waited for him to fall asleep washed herself off, and stabbed him to death. Okay? She stabbed him 37 times. Front and back. Jesus. Apparently, um, he, halfway through, managed to get outside, but got dragged back inside. 
So he woke up when after the first stab, good for him, and then he tried to get away. So through the, the police reports, you see like blood smears as he was trying to turn on the lights to get outside the house. Mm-hmm. And they say that he got to open the door, but he either collapsed or she dragged him back. So he never actually made it outside. That's as far as I've read. Yeah. But uh, he got the door open and she was able to overpower him. Now, he wasn't a small man either. He right. was. He, li- he looked pretty burly. I feel like everyone, in, all the men in Australia are, look like a Hemsworth you know what I mean but he works construction too yeah so I mean but she was a he probably looked like Thor I know but she was also like a a woman who like slaughtered cows yeah and her like co-workers like reported that she enjoyed to watch them die (laughs) and she would kill them in the most painful way to just watch the blood and the pain like dripping down these carcasses Mm -hmm. which made me not want to eat cheeseburgers anymore so this was a very useful uh, research yeah it'll get over uh, in like a week yeah probably but uh, but you know that was in like so sad to watch her fascination with the dying animal, you know, and it made me think of what she did to him mm-hmm. in those small hours of the day. Well, luckily the kids were not home. Well, he sent the kids away. Mm-hmm. He sent the kids to sleep at his ex-wife's house. Now he knew something was up because the day before he woke up with her standing on top of him with her hand behind her back, <laughs> and he thought he, she had a knife, but she didn't. So that morning, he actually went to the courts to get a restraining order and got one, uh-huh. but never used, then went to her neighbors and to his, well, both of their neighbors, and said to them, where well, he was reportedly there until 11 p.m. spending the, t- the time with them, saying, if something happens to me, it was her. Oh, yeah, he did. He said, he said if I don't show up, to work in the morning it's because Catherine killed me that's what he said if my if my truck is outside call the cops in the morning because he left by 6 a.m so when he went back from his neighbor's house back to his house at 11 p.m he reportedly said that to them Mm -hmm. that he told them about what happened the the night before and was genuinely afraid that something was going to happen but refused to leave his own home so he would say that she wouldn't leave he has asked her to leave but she refused to leave Mm -hmm. hard to believe that from a man that he's having sex with that woman oh please leave my house but you want to fuck me okay but leave tomorrow (laughs) you know what I mean she's like but look what I bought and he's like oh fine (laughs) I guess we'll have to have sex again that's fine you know so you know all the men out there stick to your words words have meaning but when you say no i want you to move out but only after we have sex Uh like that's definitely a problem yeah it could be your last time having sex or i mean it was for this john (laughs) so um so yeah he kind of knew it was coming and you know it was a tumultuous relationship that the entire town was aware of Mm -hmm. so it really is interesting to think of what was that kept this man coming back to her yeah a death wish but also, I guess she could cook. She stabbed him to death. Um, she she skinned him. Oh, yeah. um, and hung she him. She took his organs way. out. She she but she literally butchered him like he was a cow. She hung him from a meat hook. Mm-hmm. So the police said they could see it through the mail, uh, the little mail slot. They could see something hanging, and they thought it was just clothes. They were out to dry. It was his skin. It was his skin. Ooh, it's so gross. One of the police officers, like, the, he describes kind of brushing against it, thinking, Ooh. not even still realizing what it was, and then being covered in blood just to realize it was someone's real skin. Oh, my God. Isn't uh, that crazy? I wonder how many of those cops... Uh, are uh, still alive. Yeah, and he's still in therapy. In addition, after she butchered him, um, she she cut him up, and she made a stew uh, out of his buttocks, 
which apparently bacon is pig butt. Yes, um, there's Ooh, a rumor she was trying to make bacon. Out of yeah, him. there's a rumor that that if you were to eat a person, they would taste similar to pork. I, I think ah. it's because of the DNA similarities between pigs and humans. More than cows. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So I wonder how the people on that. Uh... What was that movie about the... Alive? Alive, yeah. yeah. What was it? The, the, the soccer team? They, they crashed in they the Andes? They somebody's butt there, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. yeah. But they probably wanted to... They probably forgot about it. They, yeah. or, you know, that, on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they could cook it either, so I'm sure there was so, a different taste. Yeah. <laughs> she served it with a nice little side of baked potato. Uh, she added a pumpkin, zucchini, cabbage, squash, and gravy. Oh, yeah. Uh, she made a stew. Nice little gravy mm-hmm. stew. She set the table... And had little little name plates, little name cards next to each plate with his kids' names on them. And she was just waiting for the kids to come home so that she could serve them their father's body. That's amazing. Plus, disgusting. The, the police arrived. They found on on the still uh, warm a pot with his head in it with his head in it and the pot was closed so they didn't know what it was and they were afraid (laughs) to touch it but they reported that it was actually still warm on the stove so she must have just cooked him a few hours before Uh, and when they opened it the head didn't have any hair because i was picturing that but she had skinned the head so you just saw like i don't know i guess that was like human cheese you know human like head cheese I don't know what that would equivalent to, but she had also put zucchinis and potatoes, and she literally made a stew out of his head. Yeah. I mean, imagine how crazy this woman must have been yeah. to go through, not the extent of just killing him, but skinning him, and then decapitating him, and then skinning his head, and then chopping out the vegetables, and then putting him in there. Yeah, and she was, she was like, do you think she was tasting it? Like, mm, it needs more salt. Like. That's a good question. I mean, she reported later not to remember <laughs> any of this, obviously. She tried to kill herself. Well, she did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the police got there, she was out of it in her bed with a note next to her claiming that he abused her and her children and his children, and that's why she did what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but she ended up li- like living. She survived that attempt, yeah. Boo. I mean, I'm glad she survived it, so I think the rest of the world could have some kind of a closure. But it's not like she ever really explained her actions because she just said she didn't remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, part of me thinks she probably didn't remember the details of it. Think about the trauma that that is. You really have to be out of your mind to do something like that. Yeah. You think she had a psychotic break? I do. I don't think she was crazy. I think she obviously is something about her genetics is off. I mean, that's clear since her childhood, mm-hmm. right? She wasn't like the rest of her, her family and her siblings. She had a typical serial killer upbringing. Yeah, that too. So then you have the discussion nurture versus nature, right? But research shows that most people who turn out to be serial killers, they have a frontal lobe disturbance, and they usually have an extra Y chromosome. So there are... Extra Y, really? It makes them more aggressive, yeah. So there is like, they call the super male. So there's different like biological reasons why like somebody uh, does that kind of, has that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. But then you have the upbringing, right? Not everyone that has the extra Y chromosome becomes... Um, a killer and that's that's the major defense in court why you can't use biological reasons to explain your behavior because mm-hmm. not everyone with that trait ends up behaving this way so it's definitely she was someone who had that genetic i don't know how to call it difference uh, predisposition predisposition and she was put in that environment that just amped that up and made it worse mm-hmm. and gave it you know made, made it flourish which is unfortunate for john yeah 
So uh, she initially wanted to plead guilty to uh, just manslaughter. And they were like, no, no, no. Uh, February 2nd, 2001, uh, she, she pled not guilty. So it went to trial. Yeah, after she played guilty to manslaughter, they said no. She wanted to go to trial. Um, and then she ended up changing her plea to guilty of murder. Right. Decided not to go through the trial. Um, and I don't think the death penalty was ever on the table. Um, she was trying not to spend her whole life in jail, but there was no other way around it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she kept claiming that there was a one case and that wouldn't happen again. But the truth is it has happened all her life to all her previous partners. Yeah, there was a well-documented history of violence and then also the history of the premeditation, yes. which you mentioned earlier, the, the little documentary that she made with the kids. With the kids and then the fact that she went out and bought this nighty. And there's also reports that she stole his wallet after she killed him, mm -hmm. went out, took $1,000 out of his bank account, and that money was never found to this yeah. day. They don't know what happened to it. So... You can have a nervous breakdown, but the moment that you go out to the street, have a Coke, get some money, and yeah. you don't know what else yeah. to do, and then come back, obviously, like, you know, you're aware of the world that, are, that surrounds you, mm -hmm. and at that point, you can make a choice. You can call the cops, admit to what you've done, um, or not, and in her case, she decided to kill herself, but she did that terribly. And apparently, at the, at the hearing, her lawyers tried to get her to be excused using the explanation that... Hearing the actual facts of the case would be damaging to her. And when a doctor took the stand to describe what she did, she became hysterical and they had to sedate her. Uh, but come on. I mean, you did it. You know, you did it. Or you, you weren't yeah, hysterical I mean, while you were doing it. She didn't. Uh, the interesting thing is when they finally, when she recovered and they finally interrogated her, she never denied doing it. Mm -hmm. She said she didn't remember doing it, <laughs> which to me is a cop out, right? Like, yeah. let's say you're dating someone and they're like, ah, did you whatever? And they're like, I don't remember doing it. Which is <laughs> I neither, do not recall. Yeah, which is neither yes nor no, right? <laughs> uh -huh. So if you don't do something, you say, that wasn't me. What? You crazy, Yeah, there's right? no way I could have done that. Exactly. You, you say something that's conducive with your personality or whatever. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do things and they lie about it too. But at least you'd say something. Mm -hmm. When you say I don't recall, it's definitely a strange answer. And definitely I think that says way more about guilt than it does about absolution, you know? Right. Um... She was sentenced in 2001, I believe, uh, to life in prison uh, without the remote possibility even of parole because they couldn't kill her. Uh, and then five years later, she tried to appeal. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what was in that appeal paperwork that she thought would be convincing to anyone, but they were like, uh-uh. So she is currently serving a sentence at Silverwater Women's Correctional Center in Western Sydney. She's got a nickname there. Oh, what's they that? They call her Nana. Why? Because uh, she supposedly, uh, everyone loves her. They say she's very sweet and maternal and caring. Uh, she's, she's religious now. Oh, yes, I read that. <laughs> she likes to knit. She found Jesus. <laughs> Um, yeah, they call her the Queen Bee. That's uh, well, I, that I believe. Did you ever watch Wentworth? Yeah, yeah. Um, Bee and, and Wentworth was also the Queen Bee in the later seasons. Interesting. So, so yeah, she's a shot caller, but they still won't let her have a roommate because because they don't believe. They're her. afraid they're gonna just yeah. gonna kill the roommate. And, yeah, that's safe. I would say, please, let's not do that. Uh -huh. But I always also wonder, you know, these people who uh, write inmates. 
I'm sure it's, I don't know, maybe it's more women to write, you know, to men who've been convicted and end up like marrying them and the post killing or post crime of their lives. You know, I wonder mm -hmm. if she gets those letters, you know, she maybe. has dudes like, oh, what you did was so sexy. And then she talks like dirty talk, like, oh, I'm going to skin you like <laughs> I did my ex, you know, <laughs> well, what, a, you know, what does that version of sexy talk would look like, you know? Well, when, when, when women are attracted to men who are in prison for murder, it's generally because it's a combination of them feeling like, uh, they have this man who will do anything to protect them, right? Like literally anything, but right. also that they they want to feel like they're the they're the one who can fix them. But I also feel like a lot of women is like because they know where they are at all times. That too. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you can't lie to me. Yeah, and you can't cheat on me <laughs> uh -huh. because I know what where you are and what you're doing. So I think there's a lot of insecure women who appreciate that fact that they are out and these men are in one place, mm -hmm. which is all very dysfunctional, obviously. But in her case. I always think of like, there's got to be some crazy dudes out there who watch this case and they're like, oh, that's so sexy. Look at her love for like, knives. yeah, Catherine, tell me what you'd cook for me. Yeah. Tell me what's your favorite knife. You know, let's, <laughs> let's bond on that. I have X, Y and Z ninja knives hanging from my ceiling. She just has all these letters that are full of pictures of knives. I know. Right. <laughs> But, the, you know, the, I think the mix of this case is that she had the skill mm -hmm. because she worked in those slaughterhouses yeah. to do what she's done. If she was just a regular woman that had a cycle break, she probably would have killed him, but she wouldn't have gone through these extremes because she wouldn't know how. And then they found out that none of the accusations towards him were ever true. He was a nice guy. Everybody described him as apparently the nicest guy ever. She used all of her job skills to, to further her abuse. Like her first job going back, uh, as we mentioned, was uh, cutting clothes. Uh, she had a habit also of burning and cutting up the clothes. Of the men. Of men they who were wronged late. her. Yeah. Can you imagine you're late because you're stuck in LA traffic uh -huh. and you come home and you your got no partner clothes? has like cut up all your clothes? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And then they still stay with them. I'm, I'm telling you, I really want to know what kind of sex tricks she has because whatever <laughs> she was doing, it was definitely working. Uh-huh. Uh, she actually is not the first uh, cannibal in Australia. Australia well, has well, a long well. line Let's of cannibals. Well, slow down now because they did report that she was a cannibal, but there's no proof that she, that actually, she actually ate, ate him. Yeah, she tried. She may have tried. They found right. a meal that was thrown away. Yes, that was thrown in the yard. They said maybe she tried and didn't like the way he tasted. Yeah. After all that work, Catherine, really? You don't like She's it? She's like, oh, I should have used a different recipe. Yeah, like, oh, that gravy was too salty. <laughs> I mean, anyway, so there's no actual proof. She never admitted to it. Mm -hmm. I think she was labeled as a cannibal because she did plate him for his children, which mm -hmm. is really psycho and crazy. Um, and I wonder why his children, you know, why did she go through that step? Um, what she had against them. Hmm. Because reportedly, no one had made any efforts against her to separate the dad from her. So I don't understand why particularly she targeted the kids. She, I mean, you went out the neighbors who had him there till 11 that night. Yeah, and it was reported that um, she also got along really well with the kids. Right. So, who Yeah, knows? so she's potentially a cannibal. I mean... She definitely was a bit Hannibal Lecter in the situation. We just don't know if she actually took a bite. And I think that's as good a place as any <laughs> <laughs> to wrap things up. So maybe she doesn't deserve the term cannibal, but she is still the first lady in Australia to get a uh, life sentence without parole. And that is a story of Catherine, middle name Mary. We didn't mention that night. Luciana, 
thank you so much for coming on and talking to me about this. Uh, this was terrifying <laughs> and uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a pleasure. You just listened to episode 24 of Women Who Kill. You guys, if you like the show, definitely stop by iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps a lot. It helps new people find the show. And if you want to support with your dollars, stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. Join the Women Who Kill Illuminati. Get access to bonus content, uh, archive episodes of the show, free stuff, good things. Very much worth it. Other than that, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.